0: hello hello everybody welcome back to leon's corner in this episode we're going to get to know me a little bit better discuss my background my upbringing my childhood okay so let's get started um i grew up in ecuador and i was there for the first 10 years of my life for those first 10 years of my life i grew up with my uncle and my grandma which we're gonna call mamita and papito and I would see my mom here and there because she had to come to the States and I will get in much detail about that story in a little bit. So my father was not present in my life at all during my childhood. I had no contact with him and I had no idea who he was. I didn't know his name. I didn't know what he looked like. There was absolutely no contact with him whatsoever. I was never really interested in getting to know who he was. Um, It didn't feel like anything was missing from my life at that point. But not knowing him also meant not knowing his side of the family. So I never grew up with them either. It was just my mom's side of the family. That was all I knew as family. So my uncle, which is my my mother's middle brother, Um, He took in the responsibility of taking care of me and raising me like his own, which is why I call him papito nowadays. I still do. He still means a lot to me. He holds a very important position in my life. Um, Things have switched. Things have changed a little bit, but he still gets that title. He still gets that respect in my perspective. So let's start off with how my parents met and how I came to be. My mom came here at the age of 20 to the States. She came here to work and just for a better future as many of us do. And my father was already here. He was also an immigrant from Ecuador, from the same town. He was a close family friend actually. And when my mom came, she stayed with him because He was trustworthy to our family. They had known each other for years previous to her coming, so they were very close already. But when she came, they got closer and they fell in love, and that's when I was created. Uh, My mom used to work as a waitress, and he would pick her up every day and they would spend a lot of time together. But because he was so close to our family, he was more seen as a brother. So their relationship could not be public because it was wrong in the eyes of everybody else in the family. So during their dating period, they had to sneak around a lot and they had to find time to be together alone because my grandma, was also living with them when my mom was here so it was very complicated the relationship that they had and uh, my mom never really wanted to confront her family and just announce the relationship and I guess fight for their love so it was a little bit harder for them they kept the relationship private for a long time the only person that knew was my mom's sister my aunt and she helped them be able to see each other and stuff because my father who we're gonna call Hava was actually my papito's best friend so it was very very complicated my mom had been here for a while with her mom and her sister working And it was on an October afternoon when she received a call from Ecuador that her father had passed. And she was heartbroken. She had a lot to think about because at this point she knew that she was pregnant with me. But her father meant the absolute world to her. So she was very confused as to what her next step was. She was always a daddy's girl, so when her father passed, her world came crashing down on her, and her first thought was, I have to go, I have to go back to Ecuador and I have to see him, but like I said, Hava was here as an immigrant, so he couldn't go, he couldn't travel and he ended up giving her an ultimatum and he told her that if she left and didn't come back he wouldn't be part of our lives anymore. I've always said that there's three sides to a story her side, his side, and the truth. Um, I've heard both of their sides and come to a conclusion but at the end of the day I don't know what the truth is. I don't know what exactly happened how things took place, how the events played out. This story is being told from my perspective and with my personal feelings. Um, So I'm not really taking into consideration their feelings about the situation because this podcast at the end of the day is about me. And I ask nothing but just respect for my feelings and my opinions because I've really sat and thought about this over and over again and if i'm here is to share openly and to share my emotions from my perspective uh with that being said i'm gonna continue with the story um so my mom ended up choosing to leave to be with her father and to be at her at his funeral and while she was in ecuador she had a very hard time mentally she was really struggling she was going through a lot And no one in her family knew that she was pregnant, so it was even harder for her because she was trying to take care of herself and trying to take care of me while trying to bottle with her emotions and her grief and her mental health. When my grandma found out that my mom was pregnant and who the baby daddy was, she was not very happy about it (laughs) and she was also trying to grieve at the same time the death of her husband so she didn't necessarily handle it the best way Um, she gave my mom a very very hard time and the rest of the family just made her feel very alone very left out they didn't support her because she didn't have me while in a marriage she wasn't married she wasn't even in a relationship at this point so they looked down upon her and they really punished her for her actions so she was going through a very hard time during her pregnancy the last couple months So when she finally had me everything kind of changed. My grandma was also struggling mentally with the death of her husband and I came to be a little bit of a light for her. So I gave her her life back basically and once she held me her opinions changed and her mentality completely changed and she had another reason to smile. So at this point Uh, my family well my mother's side of the family had decided not to include my father in any part of my life because of his ultimatum and my mother had agreed with that decision so they decided to keep him from me and that's how I grew up without a father The day that I turned three months, my mother baptized me and we had my baptism ceremony, and the next day she left back for the States, and I would stay in Ecuador and grow up there for the next 10 years of my life. My mother decided to return to the States with a working visa because she wanted to give me a better future, and she wanted to be able to provide for me, and unfortunately she couldn't do that living in Ecuador and I didn't have my papers, so I couldn't come. So she left me with my grandma and Papito, and they took on from there. During this period, my dad had tried reaching out by phone and finding out more information about me, but my mother's side of the family were just so upset with him for being so close to the family and kind of betraying them in a way that they didn't want to allow him to have any sort of connection with me. So he was never part of my life, and I was never told anything about him. I would see my mother here and there. Uh, Every time she visits, she would come for a few months at a time. So she would stay in Ecuador for maybe like two to three months with me and then come back to the States and work and go back to Ecuador for two to three months. And it was like that maybe for the first five years of my life five six years of my life and otherwise I would speak to her on a daily basis through phone calls and we've always had I guess a good relationship (laughs) it wasn't much as a mother-daughter relationship it was just more like a person I saw every couple months She stopped coming at the age of six because her visa expired and she couldn't return back to Ecuador. And she had fallen in love here with who now is my stepfather. And she decided to start a life with him. During this period, my childhood was pretty calm. It was pretty nice. I was very spoiled. (laughs) I was basically an only child at that point. So I always got what I wanted. My mom would always send me the money to get what I wanted. I was raised in a very Catholic household, a very religious household. So I would attend church every Sunday, be involved in all the church festivities and activities and Bible study and all of that. My grandma is very strict on religion, so... It was always like that, but I had a pretty easy-going childhood. I didn't really have any problems. I was a good kid, and I always got my way, pretty much. Papito's rule was that as long as I got good grades, which was an A and B average, nothing less, I could do what I wanted. So I was very involved in sports. I had good friends that I hung out with. And I've always kept good grades since. Papito and Mamita had a big influence on me. They really taught me my values, my morals, my personality. They shaped who I am today. And I will always thank them for who I am, for the person that I have come to be. Because a lot comes from them. And I respect them a lot. I've taken and learned from them a lot. So I have a lot to thank them for. They were always so great to me. So shout out to you guys for developing me into the great human being that I am today. (laughs) But picking up with the story, when my mom fell in love with my stepdad, they made my brother my little brother anthony shout out to you who i love beyond words he is the love of my life he is the reason why i exist and why i want to do better in this world my stepdad was able to give my mom papers her residency so she was able to requests for my papers for me to come to this country legally so at the age of 10 she was successful and she finally traveled back to Ecuador to see me and that's when I met my little brother for the first time he was three when I met him because he was born in 2007 It's so weird how human connection happens. I had never seen this little human before. I've only seen pictures of him. And we would talk on the phone here and there. But he was three. So how much can you really talk on the phone with a three-year-old? But when I saw him at the airport, he came out running. He had no idea where he was going. This was his first time being in Ecuador. And he just ran into my arms. And I hugged him and everything fell in place my life felt complete I felt so calm and I just didn't know I could love someone this much without really knowing them so later I came to find out that they didn't only come to visit or they didn't only come for me to meet my brother they had actually come to take me And it was a very hard time. It was a very hard pill to swallow. It was a lot to process at such a young age. Even though I had contact with my mom, she was still a stranger to me. I had never spent any time alone with her, let alone with her partner. So it was very different. And... It was not easy on my grandma. She got very sick. She didn't want to let me go. She had mental problems to the point where she needed a psychiatrist. My mom needed a psychiatrist. I ended up going to therapy because it was hard for me to understand that my grandma was not my mother. And it was hard for my grandma to understand that I am not her kid and she can't hold me against my mother's will in Ecuador. So it was a very, very hard time. My mom and my grandma ended up getting in a big argument over me and I was also going through a hard time because Papito decided to get married the same year so he was also leaving my grandma so it was just a lot happening at once and I felt very alone I felt like all these people wanted me but at the same time nobody wanted me it was a very strange feeling it was something that till this day I can't explain it just kind of felt like my fam- my family was falling apart And everything that I knew wasn't there anymore. My papito wasn't there. Mamita wasn't going to be there. And I was alone in this situation. And because of all these changes, it was a lot for my grandma to handle. So I remember coming home from church school one day. And... I went up to her and I said hey how are you and she just started yelling I can't see you I can't see you and I started freaking out I didn't know what to do I called Papito over and she was just yelling I can't see I can't see and all the neighbors had approached and we had to rush her to the hospital it was a very difficult time she got sick very often the last couple months that I was with her because of all the stress that she was going through, because of all the things that she was thinking about. Um, She was in and out of the hospitals for a very long time in critical conditions. She ended up getting thrombosis at some point, which is when half of your body is paralyzed and I was going through a lot I didn't want to see her suffered and I felt like it was my fault that she was suffering I didn't really want to leave her and I just felt very responsible for her illnesses of course the easier thing to do for my family was blame my mother for trying to take me but thinking back my mother had every right at the end of the day I am her kid And why should she sacrifice not having her kid for somebody else, you know? It was very hard. It was hard for my mom. It was hard for my grandma. It was hard for me. And I felt like my family didn't really take into consideration how I was feeling or how I was doing or how any of this affected me. And because of that, I had to do a lot of growing up on my own. I became very independent. I learned to rely on nobody. I learned to trust nobody because nobody cared. Nobody asked me how I was feeling. Nobody asked me how any of this affected me. Nobody asked me what I wanted. So I felt like I had to advocate for myself. I felt like I was the only one that could stand up for me. And ever since, I've been very independent and I've been very grown about my decisions because I had to be, because I had no one to do it for me. I've come across a lot of people in my life that tell me that I'm very grown for my age, that I act and behave very adult-like, and I do. And it's because of this, it's because I had to grow up at a very young age I had to learn to take responsibility. I had to deal with a lot at such a young age. I had to process a lot and rely on myself. I think that was my biggest takeaway from that experience was just being independent and relying on myself for my own decisions. And of course, that has affected me and that has made me very efficient, yes, but It has also given me a lot of trust issues because I'm not able to open up to people so easily because I don't know that they'll want to hear my emotions or that they'll be ready to handle my emotions or that they'll even care. So it has taken me a lot to grow from that and to kind of open up a little bit more, a little bit more easy. But I am thankful for everything that I've experienced because it did make me very independent and very strong. And it taught me how to deal with the hard situations of life at such a young age. So now that I'm 22, I'm able to handle a lot more. And I'm able to take on a lot of weight because of what I had experienced at such a young age. And I am thankful for that. I'm not such a sensitive person. I'm able to speak my emotions a little more openly now. And I'm able to deal with a lot of problems without hesitation. I think this is a good point to conclude our first real episode. And I thank you guys for listening. It means the world to me. And I appreciate if you stayed all the way through you have gotten to know me a little bit better and you will continue to get to know me a lot more within the next couple of episodes but I think today we discovered a good piece of me a good chunk of me for those of you that know me you're just getting to know a deeper side of me and maybe why I behave the way that I do thank you again for the support and for the love, and for the recommendations, and the feedback that I received on my first episode. I have definitely taken all of those pointers, and I hope that this one was a lot better. (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm using my microphone for the very first time, and I really hope that this went a lot better. Um, I just love you guys so much. Thank you for everything. I'll talk to y'all in two weeks. I love y'all. Gracias, mi gente. Nos vemos en dos semanas.